0: busy living our lives, pursuing our own agendas, but deaf to God's voice. We don't hear what God is trying to say to us, and God has been trying to communicate his message to us, but sometimes I think we're not getting it. But rather than give up in frustration, God loves us so much that he desperately wants to reveal himself to us in ways that we can understand. So, He sends His very own Son to communicate His message in a way that we can understand. That's the miracle of Christmas. The miracle of the message. Our Christmas series, Experience the Miracle of Christmas. It's not enough just to know about the miracle of Christmas. I think we need to experience the miracle of Christmas in our own hearts and lives. And and today, like I've said, we're going to focus on the miracle of the message. dad alluded to it last week in his message and we're kind of uh, going through each week alluding to this movie a little bit more and more uh, The Miracle on 34th Street uh, one of those old classic movies Christmas movies there is a scene in this movie where Kris Kringle interacts with a little girl who's come to the department store to see Santa and part of the plot is that the daughter of Mrs. Walker doesn't believe in Santa but she witnesses Chris communicating with this little girl in a way that she can understand. And if you remember that part of the movie, Chris begins signing to this little deaf girl. It was a miracle of a message. This department store Santa, we've all seen them. They all look scraggly. <laughs> Some of them. Not all of them. But this part- in this particular movie, Chris Kringle Decides that he's going to communicate the message of Christmas to this girl who may not have been able to understand it otherwise. He was able to speak her language. And this is where we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 1. So if you turn in your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Say this, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. You know, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2 records this miracle of the message From God, long ago, he spoke to our ancestors. God appointed him heir of all things, made the universe through him. These words really speak to God, communicating that message to us, trying to get us to understand just how much he loves us. The miracle of the message is that God speaks to us today so that we can know him and draw near to him. God has been speaking throughout history to reveal himself to us. He wants us to know him, to love him, to worship him. And God reveals Himself through His creation, through the sunrise and the sunset, through the sun, moon, and the stars. God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. He spoke to the Israelites from the smoke and fire on the mountain. He spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice, to Isaiah in a vision in the temple. God spoke to Hosea through the family circumstances and to Amos in a basket of summer fruit. He spoke to Jeremiah through the potter's clay and to Joseph through dreams, and God even spoke his message through a donkey (laughs) God has been speaking his message through visions and dreams, through angels through Urim and Thummim, through symbols, natural events and many other means he could reveal himself in Ur of the Chaldees, in Haran or Canaan or Egypt or Babylon there is no lack of variety for God's revelation is not a monotonous activity That must always occur in the same place or in the same way. And God has been speaking throughout history in a variety of places, through a variety of means, in order to make himself and his will known. But prior to the coming of Christ, there had been 400 years of silence. Since the prophet Malachi last uttered his message from God, there has been no prophets until John the Baptist arrived. Let's think about that for a second. So the Old Testament ends with Malachi proclaiming God, and then 400 years, there was nothing. Imagine what that must have been like in that time. <laughs> to have all of that happened in the Old Testament, from the burning bush to, to speaking through visions and dreams, to speaking through animals, and yet all throughout that history, we could see clear revelations of God's vision and purpose And then there was, it was like there was a drought for 400 years. Now, think about what would happen after about 400 years of all of these times, these families, these generations of people have been experiencing God's will and His purpose through so many different miraculous ways. And then 400 years go by. People probably forgot. People probably started to forget. Just the, all of the incredible things that God had been doing for the past, who knows how long, all through the Old Testament. And then when the moment was right, when the world was at its, when the world was at its worst, just at the right time, God decides to come back. He never left, but God decides to come and show himself again through people preaching about him and through visions and dreams after a 400-year drought. God's revelations in the Old Testament were fragmentary, occasional, and progressive because no single one of them contained the whole truth. They could not adequately capture the full picture of God's nature. God had been speaking, but people weren't getting the message. They didn't understand God's heart. They didn't understand God's plan. Too many claimed to be speaking for God, but the, they only misrepresented him to others. Confusion, not understanding, resulted. So it was almost like God was trying to convey his message in a powerful way throughout the entire Old Testament, but it was just bits and pieces. People weren't getting the whole picture. And then it was like God took 400 years to really make things sink in and prepare what was coming next. But now at last, God sent His Son to bring His message to us. In the Lord Jesus Christ, God revealed Himself directly to us, So let's think about this all throughout the Old Testament. We have all of these amazing stories about God, how God spoke through people and through different ways and, and means to get his message across from burning bush to a flood to speaking through a donkey to seeing angels and visions to having dreams for people coming out of nowhere and leading entire nations. There was bits and pieces of what God wanted for his people all through the Old Testament. And then all of a sudden, Something stopped. And for 400 years, we had this drought where God didn't speak to us. Almost like he was preparing something big to happen. And then we get John the Baptist who comes through and says, there's a Savior that's coming, a Savior that's coming. And then he did. A Savior was born. God and his message came to earth. Himself. Instead of using the things that he had used all throughout the Old Testament, miraculous signs, people leading uh, entire nations, different things happening, fragmented here and there, God decided, you know what, I'm going to show up myself. It is true that God revealed himself through the words spoken by Jesus through his message, but he did more than that. Jesus was the living divine Son of God. He did more than just proclaim God's message. He is God's message. Jesus came to reveal God, to make Him known to us in ways that we can understand. The writer of Hebrews goes on to say of Jesus in verse 3, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. John's gospel describes Jesus as the word becoming flesh and living among, among us. If you want to know what God is like just look to Jesus. When Philip asked Jesus to show them the Father, Jesus replied, Have I been among you all this time without your knowing me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. And Jesus declares in John 10:30 I and the Father are one. Think if, just put yourself in Philip's sandals for a second. <laughs> Philip had been going for so long with Jesus. At one point he just asks, Well, can you tell us what can you tell us about the Father? Can you show us the Father? Can you show the people the Father? And and Jesus just looks at him and says, Well, what are you what do you think I am? <laughs> Haven't I been with you this whole time? You see, Philip was almost there. He almost had it. And then Jesus says, But but you're already with him. Because like he said in John ten thirty, I and the Father are one. We are the same. How incredible that must have been for Philip. One of those, one of those light bulb moments, although I think Philip's light bulb was probably a little bit bigger. <clears throat> The miracle of the message is not just in the fact that God speaks to us today through his son, but that the message has the power to transform our lives. Christmas is a celebration of the greatest message ever proclaimed, that God is with us. God came so near so that we could draw near to him. 1 Timothy 2.6 2, says Jesus gave his life as a ransom for all. The miracle of the message is that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Jesus came so that God could reveal himself and his plan to us in a way that we could understand. Jesus came to proclaim God's message that we can be set free from sin's hold on our lives. It had been bits and pieces from the Old Testament. And then God decided, you know what? I'm going to bring the message to you so that you will have no doubt <laughs> what my plan is, what my message is. And so he sent Jesus. Not only to be a, a bearer of the word, a bearer of the news, a bearer of the message, but to be the message personified. Jesus simply said, I am it. <laughs> this is what God's love for you is, me. So why would he do that? Because he wanted us to know how very much he loves us. He wanted us to know that he created us for a reason, that we might know and love him He he came to proclaim the message that we have been set free. We don't have to live as prisoners to guilt and regret. You see, the message had been in bits and pieces for so long, and so Jesus came to set the record straight. It doesn't have to be like that anymore. You don't have to live with sin and guilt. I've come to take it away. And I do think it's very interesting to, to us. I, I there There are so many other ways that it could have happened. And yet for God to do it the way that he did, Jesus could have come down out of the clouds, hordes of angels shouting his name, shouting praises, and yet... God decided to bring us the Savior the same way that everybody else comes into this world because it was a way that we would understand. So think for a moment if it had been the other way. If it had been the way that, (coughs) excuse me, if it had been the way that I think we all assume would have been the way that he deserved to come with crowds of angels shouting his name, blowing trumpets, loud announcements out of the sky, (laughs) and what that would have looked like in first century Palestine. First of all, I think there would have been a lot of fainting. And yet, God decided to send the most important message to us ever, the same way that everything else comes into this world, born, raised, lived, preached, died, with one exception, rose again. <clears throat> and because of that life, because of, the, because of the message that he brought to us, brought to our front door, we no longer have to live with sin. We no longer have to live with the guilt that we've carried for so long. One of my favorite verses in scripture says something along the lines of if because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us we no longer have to live with the guilt of our sin. And that hit me uh, while I was in Bible college that sure we've all got we've all got sin and we've all got um things little hang-ups in our life <clears throat> and i would say 100% of the time <clears throat> that sin will usually lead to feelings of guilt because I, I think deep down we want to strive to live the kind of life that God has called us to. And we want to strive to live the kind of the, the kind of life that shows God's love to other people. But there are just some things that we can't get over, some hurdles that we have trouble with. And, and yet, God's message was, I've come here not only to take away that sin, but to take away the guilt that you've got holding down your heart. The guilt that has chained you for so long to the remnants of those sins, just let it go. Thank you. And what an incredible message that was for me when I was growing up. That I didn't have... Not only did I not have to hold on to my sin anymore, but I could let go of the guilt that was keeping that sin in my heart. And God's message is was this to us I've come not only to take away your sin but that so that you, you can have life and have it abundantly and forget about the guilt and break away the chains and how, what an incredible message that was. To make it in such a way that we would understand to be born, to be raised, to live, to preach, to die, but to raise again at the end of it so that we could have that guilt taken away. You know, I think some of us this year have received messages that have certainly changed our lives. Maybe we've heard the message or know people that have heard the message from your doctor when it said it's cancer. Or you heard the message... From your teenager, I'm pregnant. You heard the message from your spouse, I don't love you anymore, I want a divorce. And as a result of the message, your life was changed. But in the midst of it all, there's another message. In the midst of all the other messages that we're getting throughout our daily lives, there is one other message, and it says, Nothing whatsoever can separate you from my love. He speaks, trust in me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your paths. In the midst of life's betrayals and bitter messages, he whispers, forgive those who mistreat you. In the midst of life's messages of joy and celebrations, he shouts, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. You see, the miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the message. God loves you and me. Are we listening? Are we believing the message that God is speaking to you and to me that that our lives will never be the same? You see, God brought the message to us, to our front door, in a way that we would understand. He didn't come with loud announcements and trumpets blaring crowds of angels. He came through a baby born into this world in a matter that we would understand, that we would grasp, so that he could live, die, and be raised again for us so that the chains of our sin could fall away and the guilt, we could just let it go. And is that the message that we're clinging to this morning? That's the miracle of the message of Christmas, that God came not only to to send his son, but to show us the personification of his love for you and for me. That our sin could be washed away, that the guilt and our chains could be broken, and that we could live in him with his love that will never leave us. And as Phyllis comes back to the piano this morning, would you pray this with me? God, our Father, in this holy... And sacred moment you're speaking to our hearts through your Holy Spirit thank you for speaking so wondrously and clearly through your son Jesus Christ the message could have been brought to us in so many different ways but father you knew exactly the way that we needed to hear the message A way that we would understand for ages to come. That you truly love us. And that message being that you would send your love, your son, to us to die for us. So that we don't have to. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and what you did for us. And the miracle of that message. That our sins can be washed away. The chains of our guilt can be broken. And Father, help us to communicate that message to people outside of these walls. That no matter what messages they've heard this year, no matter matter what's happened in their lives, those bitter messages that they may have heard this year, Father, the one message that rings true and will always be true is that we cannot be separated from your love. Father, thank you for that. Help us and guide us to be agents of that love. And God, we will give you the praise and glory for it. We thank you for this, and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we're going to sing a song of invitation. Jesus paid it all. Fitting song to fit the message that he did pay it all for us. The elders will be here at the front if you need prayer or guidance. Uh, But stand and sing with us as we sing, Jesus paid it all this morning. That chorus one more time. Jesus all, and all to and Jesus all, amen and amen. You may have a seat for just a few minutes. Ah. Uh, Are there any announcements that we need to make mention this morning? I actually don't know of any, so I just want to... Yes, sir. Mm, 11. (laughs) Bring a friend, bring an ornament. (laughs) Something, yeah, okay. Bring friend, bring ornament, bring something to eat, 11 o'clock. Not in that order. (laughs) And bring happy attitude and bring, okay. Um, Anything else? Anything else this morning? I know uh, kids practice, play practice going on today, 6 o'clock today. Programs on Just uh, time flies when you when you get old, I guess. So okay, this year's man, two thousand eleven is almost done. Yes, ma'am. I didn't know, but I saw in the bulletin that they said to bring finger food next Sunday night after after children's program. Yeah, that's the first time I heard of it. Okay, finger foods. No ornaments, just foods this time. <laughs> no. okay. Yes, Rodney. I think we, uh, the toy donations, I think the last day of bring stuff is next Sunday. Okay. One more week to bring Okay. Toy donations. Next Sunday is the deadline. And then it will be Christmas after that. Oh, my goodness. A few bags left okay. So, so just pick up a bag that's it's it's, uh, it's got a list inside, um, have, like, right? Right. Yep. Um, super easy, super super fun, uh, and it will help out a family this year for Christmas, having let them have something. So, um, spreading the message of of that the miracle of that message. <laughs> See how I did that? That was fun. Uh, <laughs> any other announcements that we need to make mention this morning? Let's, uh, let's stand. Let's have our closing word of prayer this morning, which I totally did not look to see who it was. It is Mr. Don. So let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll sing joy to the world. Finish up our service this morning, Don.